0: Take two middle-aged men who happen to be cousins and share a common codependency on movies. Put them in a room and tell them to talk about anything film-related.
1: The result? An existential exposition of cinematic synergy we call The Finleys on Film. Um, We were talking recently about um, Mm -hmm. that podcast... That I turned you on to, your band sucks. Yes, your favorite band. Sucks. Your favorite band <laughs> yes. sucks. I've only listened to a couple of episodes, but I think the the, the agreement we, we we've come to some sort of agreement about it in our evaluation, yeah. and that's that it's it's fun. It's a kind of a cool idea, but it's an idea that has like a, an implosion sort of yeah, built it's into its of, timer.
0: It's kind of limited entertainment uh, quality to it. At some yeah. point, at some point, you just realize they're like they're putting on an hour long episode to try to prove that the Beatles suck. At yep. some point, they're just going to start saying the Beatles suck over and over again, and they do that with a number of the bands, you know. Yep. So uh, I like it. I mean, the thought exercise of it is
1: pretty interesting sure. to me. But, so it's uh, just like get take a, a random band that has like a lot of devotees and and then just pull it apart.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. And, uh, yeah I mean, no. it's the
1: most fun when it's something that you like and you know that it's it's totally no, it's um, really, yeah, got a soft underbelly. Right. 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 You know, like Steely Dan. I like Steely yeah. Dan, but I totally understand
0: why people don't like Steely Dan. So right. I, I hit right on that one. It's like, yeah, I'd love them to do it. I'd love it if they did fucking Iron Maiden. That would be amazing. That would be that that would be a good band to tear apart in that
1: way. Um, for us, for sure, right? Because we both love Iron Maiden, but but um, but it's it's also like it has that problem with once you're onto that project, it's like, yeah, you, you repeat yourself, obviously, right. But mm-hmm. also, like you force yourself to continue being a certain character.
0: Yeah, that's the other part of it too. Is that as as the people in the in the podcast, you can tell that they're they're, they're sort of having to they're, they're having to stake a certain ground and mm-hmm. stick to that ground. And after a while, as you said, it develops into being a character of sorts.
1: Okay, so i um, yeah. I'm I mentioned this for a reason.
0: I'm, I'm hopeful.
1: Okay, hoping. so so we are. I'm whistling a lot. Hey, <laughs> older man teeth. The uh. <laughs> reason. So <laughs> that's okay. going to be on my mind. Wow. With every fucking S. <laughs> no, no,
0: I'm self conscious for you. Let's yeah,
1: sorry. Right. So um, I mentioned it for the following reason because we're doing this um, episode, Sode, s- on uh, Julie Andrews. Okay. And we have these two films. And well, one thing is this we amazingly avoided. Um, any Everything actual, that she's known for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we chose things that are kind of not, the only two things are, that, she, that, that were completely are we hers.
0: hers Are we being douchebags? Are we being deliberately obscuritist? <sighs> there's a maybe? weirdness about it because it, 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 there's a two
1: sort of you know two pieces of bread here. Mm-hmm. You're the piece of bread who has not seen either one, which is amazing. I don't know how anyone I've goes never seen Mary
0: Poppins nervous. or fucking what uh, th- 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 was the other one? Sound, Sound of Music. music. Yes. I don't know that had.
1: second one. Sound of Music. It's I don't even know how that's possible. How did you make it to be that? I've seen
0: bed knobs and broomsticks five times, but I haven't seen either of these. That's just a (laughs) weird, a weird, weird thing. No idea. Um, I I can't answer for it. And I
1: don't mean like it's weird. Like you're wrong because you. My here's the other piece of bread.
0: I know you. Oh, (laughs) do I? Oh, (laughs) you hate musicals in general and Julie Andrews musicals in particular. No, no,
1: no. I would say Mary Poppins is is tolerable, but The Sound of Music is just. In fucking tolerable <laughs> as something to watch. It is so awful. I I, mm-hmm. I honestly, it's not like the worst movie, but it might be up there in the top five of movies that are just a grating experience. <laughs> the the most watch. upsetting to you. It's just awful. Uh, anyway, so okay. we ended up doing these two other movies, and the first one we did, uh, stars or co-stars. Someone a, a, that an actor I hate. That you hate. I hate so much that I've become used to like <laughs> feeling like that's part of my identity. Yeah, is yeah, I hate yeah. this guy, right? Yes, you do. You okay. do. And that guy. Well, the movie he is 1964.
0: The Americanization of oh. Emily. <laughs>
1: We don't. By the way, I don't think we have to. I was do that thing to join. In. I know. Waiting for you to join in. There,
0: the I'm, uh, of Emily. We don't have to go back and forth with well, syllables, but I,
1: I understand the instinct. Ah, okay. okay. So yeah,
0: the the Americanization of Emily, starring
1: right. starring Julie Andrews,
0: and James Garner. Yeah,
1: James Garner is the one. I'm having uh, headphone Julie. difficulties. So you're gonna have to. Clue oh, me okay. in. Okay, got it. Um, but um, I'm hearing you. Okay, that's fine. So uh, James Garner is someone that I've just always hated. Eight.
0: Joe, you hate him. I cannot figure out why you hate this guy. I don't... He's, he's at, at at worst to me he's totally innocuous the only the only thing I genuinely hated him in was The Notebook but that's because I
1: fucking oh, hate well, that I hate I that movie so fucking much what do you hate about that movie so much
0: I hate I hate, there's so many things about that movie I hate just the fact that it's like mm-hmm. it's band- It's all about the babysitter money baby it's all about getting 14 year old girls in there and giving him a false notion of what life he was even fucking like and an expectation that's not that he's that princess thing I think going. you're wrong
1: about that that's not the audience for that movie oh are
0: you kidding I well mean, no 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 you're right it isn't the audience no. it's the 30 year old who have that mentality still,
1: the forty-year-old man. Yeah,
0: it really is. It's 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 upsetting. Well, I don't know that. They never be- think about why this guy does what this this guy who's just yeah. waiting and building a fucking house and never had a job in that entire time or any mm. other form of life just was just waiting while she hoarded around. Like it was just it's just a terrible. Wait,
1: while well, she hoarded, hoard it, Oh. Uh.
0: spread it around, baby.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's a, I mean, the, I, I, yeah. This is a
0: terrible movie. It, is, it pays to a mindset that is, that is juvenile, uh, It's the female juvenile mind.
1: Yeah, well, it's also a confusing message, right? Because what it does is it, it's sort of the, the romantic aspect of that movie, which mm-hmm. for some reason we're talking about, it <laughs> <laughs> is that the guy oh, yeah. makes it by continually forcing his case. Uh, and that's what's mm-hmm. romantic about him, and it's like, well, is that something you really wanted us to learn? That if if you say no, we just just keep just knocking keep at that door,
0: out, you know, like just swing into her house when she's not there, smell the underwear, right?
1: Right. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah. It's, 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 anyway. So yeah. Uh, anyway. So the, back to James Garner. <laughs> Okay, so here's the here's the thing, and and there's an exception uh, before this, right? So it's mm-hmm. like I didn't even like him in the Rockford Files. That's how much I dislike James well, Garner. Oh, well,
0: let me ask you this: Did you like you didn't you didn't like him in uh, the greatest? I did.
1: That's that's what I was going to say. The exception. I okay. didn't I didn't like him, but I didn't hate
0: him. Okay, and that
1: to me is like liking him.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just think he's okay. you know he's, the cod
0: liver syrup uh, he's the oil the, of Joseph's life. Here. To
1: me, he's like the early like when somebody says like um. Um, like, said nobody ever, or all that in a bag of chips. When, like, a white suburban Cleverness. lady says that,
0: uh-huh.
1: it, that's like what James Gardner was before those phrases were around. <laughs> I just feel he's that. Oh, okay. All oh, yeah. And right. no, no, I'm, I'm saying all of this to lead into this. This is a, this is uh, essentially a, a a Julie Andrews movie. Maybe a James uh-huh. Gardner movie.
0: Uh huh. I, like, I think it's kind of a 50 50. I liked him in this a lot. Really?
1: I really, really liked him Whoa, God, in that's, this movie.
0: That fucking hurts you to say.
1: No, not at all. It's um, I think it's a, uh, well, first of all, it's a movie, and we can get into lots of things, but I just want to throw out there, it's a movie where I think James Garner is a good actor. Mm -hmm. He's charming, actually charming. Not the kind of like the James Garner charming, but he's actually charming. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: She's great.
1: She's She's understated in this movie.
0: understated and a little uncomfortable. Because everything everything else you know about Julie Andrews and watching her yeah. be very sort of real in this movie, you know, yeah. in a, in, a, in a, what is essentially a fantasy setting to be sure. But there's something yeah. about her that just comes through. She's amazing in this. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think he does a really fantastic job. And I don't know many times. I don't hate James Garner, but he's never been my idea of a great actor.
1: But he's great in this. And uh, Melvin Douglas, so I like in almost everything he does. Mm-hmm. Um I would say this is such a good movie that he's as good as anyone else including James Coburn who can be good or can be terrible yeah. but
0: and, <laughs> and kind and of he's, is both in this movie in a sense. He's a little
1: back and forth but he makes a transition that's important and so that brings me to this it's it's so well written
0: by wow, of course that's the great I wanted to go yes I was watching this guy in this movie going yeah. okay there's I never heard I I've heard this movie vaguely no no idea coming into it completely blind we're about like a third of the way into the movie I'm like there's a brain writing this thing. Yeah. There is, a, there is a philosophical approach. I did the same thing. That somebody is, is dragging in, and I stopped and looked it up. Sure enough, fucking Patty Chayefsky. Yeah. God damn, I love that guy. He's not well. He's not just one of my favorite screenwriters. He's one of my favorite writers.
1: Yeah, I would agree, agree with you. It's so, rare that a screenwriter sort of makes it into the pantheon of like literary figures. But, but, but he he's...
0: writes movies literary.
1: He does, Ooh, for sure. That's, that's,
0: that's fucking an awkward Literarily, literary, I would say. <laughs> Literarily, but, yeah. ah, but no, there's something. God, he's so good. He gives people these crazy... F- shut up. Oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. Oh, go ahead. Okay. He, just, he just, yeah, he just, he gives James Garner and Julie Andrews the right yep. words to say. It's, mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a fantasy. There's a fantasy element going on here. Yep. It, you know what it does? The other thing about that I appreciate about this movie, too, is it's an anti-war movie about oh, World yeah. War II that isn't just jacking off, masturbating entirely about how incompetent the military is. It has those qualities. It shows those things, but it's actually showing like people being affected in sort of a real way in the middle of it. It's not like Catch Twenty Two. I find Catch Twenty yeah. Two upsetting—not upsetting, but just annoying after a while. And then it's just beating the same thing. And I feel the same thing is true of Mash, like the movie Mash. Yeah. There's just a point where you're like Well, yeah. the show
1: too. Well, it, I think that it's the, with those movies. The problem is that it relies on its character-driven, or I should say, caricature-driven, right? right yeah. And so, so what happens here is, is that this movie. Pokes at the folly of the military, yeah. but the folly of the military is that it allows people who are having a breakdown, for instance, among many other things, <laughs> right. to still operate with some sort of power.
0: Right. And James Coburn is the only person in this movie who 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 really lends himself potentially to being a caricature, and yeah. he's not that half the movie. So
1: and well, that's what's confusing about that is he's not that for the first half of the movie. Right. He actually becomes a caricature during the second half of the movie. Right. But I actually found that an interesting twist since it was only him, right. So so the idea yeah. is you know uh, Gar- James Garner is essentially a, a like a fixer I forget what they call him but
0: yeah fixer he's Mr Wolf for uh, for an admiral in the navy during World War II stationed in London right He's a guy who who comes finds the booze he's he's the, he's the scrounger for lack of a better word he finds He's like all Jack
1: Lemmon in the first part of uh, Days of Wine and Roses in a way but for the military right He finds yeah, the girls the he apartment. finds the chocolate he finds yeah the apartment right. a lot of Jack Lemmon pimpy movies yeah. actually now, I think about and,
0: it and come to think of it uh, James Garner in uh, The Great Escape he's uh, he's the, yeah. he's the guy who finds things
1: yeah what's Makes this happen
0: van lucas pata van lucas pata yeah yeah <laughs>
1: the Russian and, and so i was immediately like oh no oh, james garnerville he's a card who mm-hmm. gets on but it but you know what we see immediately is that there's some sort of conflict in him doing that yes for him yeah right i mean it's but it's not even like a, a, a melodramatic conflict it's
0: like he gets that this is dopey yeah and he's he's seen and it's only slightly dopier than everything else going around around him as far as he can tell.
1: Right, and he's seen action and the truth of the matter is he saw it in Guadalcanal, which yeah. is a fucking horrific.
0: That's a great place to see it. That's a great place to see it.
1: And 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 he's he wants no part of he wants to sit out the rest of the war doing what he does best which is to sort of fix the situation for this admiral. Right.
0: Yeah, he's a great. What do they call him? Not a well, a dog's body is what they what they would call him normally. But in this, mm-hmm. they call him something else. Anyway,
1: something else. Yeah, and
0: I can't remember the word. But anyway, so yeah, he is that fixer guy. He puts together the guys' parties, makes sure there's enough booze, finds the women, has them show up. He's a PR man essentially. Yeah, he's a PR man for for an admiral whose job is essentially PR as well.
1: Right, right. Which is why they're in London, and and, and Julie Andrews is part of the British. Uh, I, not the wax.
0: She, what they call them? The waves or something like that. She's a uh, the woos. Yeah, the whoopies. A, she's a she's she's a broad in uniform, right? Mm-hmm. No, she's a, she's a she's in uniform, uh, and I guess she's part of their motor pool. She's yeah, right. The, so lady she's lady a motor, chauffeur, lady drivers. And, How cute?
1: Yeah, yeah. So so. Um, James Garner gets this idea that he wants to sort of rope her in to being like one of the gals. And all right. the rest of the ladies, of course, are like silk stockings, chocolate, yeah. sure, you Graves know, we'll the be... Shit out of them. Right, and and, and and by the way, it doesn't even make them look particularly bad. Right. And the way that it treats sex is kind of amazingly refreshing right. for 1964, <laughs> which is people are just sort of sleeping with people. Kind of
0: refreshing now. And they're not idiots,
1: yeah. they're just... Enjoying
0: adult company. Bingo! Absolutely, yeah. We're let's yeah, exactly. We let's we have itches. Let's scratch them.
1: Sort of, yeah. So so um, so you know I. I Red flag like two for me hmm. that I thought would be a problem is when, she, when he tries to recruit her and she sort of doesn't accept it. Like, I, I thought, oh boy, this is going to be like, I'm not that kind of uh, girl, Bill. Right. But it quickly sort of moves past that, too. It's, Chayesky puts up all these sort of like signals that he's going to take you down the expected road right. and immediately does not do that.
0: Immediately, Jackson breaks it off in your ass.
1: Yep. Right. like Broke you know, it so, off so right my
0: ass. Boom. So okay. So boom. It, boom that's the, <laughs> that's our catchphrase. job. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so yeah. So Garner turns out you know is. Uh is a coward, right? He's he's, assume, yeah, he's, he's assumed he's assumed the philosophy of being a coward.
1: But he's not even like Dean Martin in, in the Young Lions, not that kind of coward where it's like it's drawn out and played out. No, he's yes. a realist, yeah, and he's a realist that you can actually agree with,
0: yeah, exactly. In this movie, yeah, he's 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 a coward, but you don't hate him for it. And what's more important is that Julie Andrews because is is dragged is is attracted to him almost exactly because of that because he's this guy she can have this affair with. Yeah, he's not going he's not going anywhere near a bullet. Yeah, which is which is uh, and that's something she could say about any of the other males in her life because
1: she's had this history with her father, her yeah. mother, who's still sort of in denial about the father having been killed in the war. The her brother, husband, who we her learned, husband. her the husband, we learned she didn't really know, it was one of those sort of like yeah. USO yeah. dance, you know, marriages. Or
0: right, she has got like two cousins left, two male cousins, and that's like fucking it. So she's attracted to the notion of a guy who is not go, not running out there to get killed. So what's
1: what's happening is like you you think you see all these kind of smallish conflicts Mm -hmm. and I'm really enjoying the film but there's a part of me that's worried like I don't know how this can make a whole film and then what happens is you realize nothing's been at stake so far not really right so hence what I find really interesting about the James Coburn character who's like the second in command to this admiral is that the James Coburn character seemingly has been a goofball this whole time with right. James Garner. Mm-hmm. But when something's on the line, he becomes super patriotic and you realize he's just been waiting for his time to shine again. <laughs>
0: he's a super military, yeah. you know, well, not really is an academy uh, graduate uh, first of all. Well, right. right. That yeah, that's a that's a particular breed of heart. So part.
1: it puts him at conflict with Garner and the whole and 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 um, Julie a- uh, Andrews mm-hmm. wants to be patriotic. She thinks that what James Garner does is unpatriotic because yes. all, everyone in London is going without she, she, you know she's all of these madly things. in love with this fucking guy at the same at the time. same time.
0: So she's got those little conflicts, which she but she always re- she always resolves in like a good like a like a an adult way. Well,
1: so then what puts it into motion is is Melvin Douglas, the admiral, has this sort of breakdown, and what right. he wants for PR is is for the landing in in Normandy for a Navy guy to be first on the beach and be photographed as the first dead
0: dead American American on Normandy. Yeah. And, I mean, it's so out there, right? right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just put out there. And, it's, and him, it's him having a nervous breakdown that also sort of reflects a lot of the post, you know, like the the heading into the end of the war sort of nerves that were going on in the military at the time, too. Right. It's, kind of, it's true to, It's it's true to life in that sense. They really were worried about the fucking Navy being sent away or, you know, scrapped, yeah. half, or half scrapped or something like that. So. Well, it's
1: something that, I mean, I think it's not like it's never been examined or no one's ever thought of it, but Chiesky would make it like a, a fairly central part of this film, which is like, look... It seems so um, callous um, to think, well, the important part of this is that somebody dies so that we seem necessary. Right. But it also seems like, what would it be like to think that this whole thing that you've built up for your culture (laughs) might be seen as unnecessary?
0: Uh, Right, unnecessary. And and here's the other part of it. Guess what? After that one guy, another couple thousand guys are going to die on that beach. It really kind of of doesn't matter in a sense who's the first to do it. Although it is kind of, it is callous and weird to set your own guy up to be that guy. I suppose. I mean, that's yeah. that's how you feel watching it, right? Yeah, to and me, that's how you're meant to feel.
1: And to, to me, the film falls apart a little bit during yeah. the, the third act, and that's when inevitably we have to see people going to war, and, and it becomes kind of a little too wacky. Yeah, yeah. For my we, taste,
0: like I said, we head into mash, we head into sort of like the wacky military. Things get a little bit the the fantasy sort of takes over a little bit.
1: Yeah, but it, it definitely you know for for something that I was watching for Andrews I had more respect for her than I had before yeah. watching this. Yes, for sure. I love uh, watching Melvin Douglas always, and now
0: I would uh, consider <laughs> looking at some other James
1: Garner movies that I uh, that I've always just sort of passed by because. What? Let's. I don't your know local what, Sheriff. I, I don't know.
0: Oh, okay. All all right.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I, he's. That's all I can think of. Yeah, I can't think of a lot either. But it's worth. I mean that would be kind of like a hidden gem if he became my favorite actor. <laughs> oh my god, never. Anyway. Steve McQueen, what a pun. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I give it a, a strong thumbs up. I'd give it like a three or three I, and a half it's stars. a Tremendous movie. Yeah, I really yeah.
0: liked it. And again, it was just I was just I was simply delighted to find a, a Chayefsky movie I didn't know existed. Yeah. So that was fucking that and was it, that was a big star. It right has there.
1: a few um, sort of um, stars in uh, uh, very small roles early on. So look for those.
0: Oh yeah, 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 okay. All right, so we're we good. On? Yeah, to
1: 1979. Now we're going 15 years here, right? Boom. We're spanning not the not the entirety of your career because she still actually does movies, but um, yep, yep, yep. and she still is she still yeah. lives. But I would say by like by the 80s, we're talking about Victor Victoria. We're talking yeah. 81. Oh, I mean, a... like
0: 70s and 80s was when she was like a mega star. Again, I would, I would say.
1: No, I mean, her, her biggest start was the 60s. But I would say by the 70s and 80s, she was a mega star. Or okay. she, was, she was pulling in bucks because she, she was doing something different. yeah. And that was, she, she was, was playing edgy.
0: Yeah, she was right. She well, was playing against her own having type. Having been Julie Andrews her whole life, she was being against type by being even remotely edgy. And she so could.
1: in 1981, uh-huh. I mean, I, it's not really what we're talking about here. But I have to mention a sort of, uh, you know, a blue ribbon film, uh, SOB. SOB.
0: Which, Which is, is yeah. SOB is not, not, that's her cashing in completely. That's like the full cash in right there.
1: Well, right, because she, it's a film, it's uh, William Holden's last movie. Right. It's a meta film because it's a film about Hollywood. Right,
0: and it's a parody of, it's a, it's a meta parody film. And in this, Julie Andrews is doing a parody of Julie Andrews, specifically almost.
1: It's the second of the three in a row with Blake Edwards, right? Yeah. So it's like, after this she did Victor Victoria with James
0: Garner. Was he in that? Yeah.
1: Oh, now, but okay. but in Sob, it's famously she bears her breastises. Oh, the bosoms come up. Mm, titty meat. flippity
0: floppity Yeah. <laughs> not much, but, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, but you know it's still interesting. Not, yeah, yeah. It's I Julie mean, it's, Andrews. they still bosoms. Right. And she's Julie Andrews. Yeah. Right. That too. Yeah.
1: That? Okay. So, but we're talking about 1979, keeping within the Finley's window, if you will. Yes.
0: Our Sand's Head Window. To the old movie is Clubfoot called?
1: himself, Dudley Moore.
0: Huh? <laughs> 10. We're watching the we're talking about the movie 10. Yeah,
1: with uh, Blake Edwards, uh, Dudley Moore, Robert Weber in a great role as a yes. homosexual.
0: Yeah, a homosexual man. Yeah, now this is one that's less clearly oh, her son. Brian in one of his greatest roles.
1: That's true. Um and of course, the great Bo Derek oh. Who never did anything else that was worth watching as I recall. She did Tarzan, she was, was in about Bolero that. Let's talk about
0: this movie first off and figure on that part.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, Julie Andrews gets, um, at this point, she gets one of those weird top billings, which is like, sort of like, there are three names in a row, and hers is in the middle, Mm -hmm. but up above the others, so it's kind of like half-top billing. Right. Right. Um, and there's a reason for it. Like she's not quite the star, but not quite not the star either. Because right. mm-hmm.
0: Dudley and she's Moore certainly is certainly the heavy hitter. Because this is Dudley Moore coming over to the United States, right? <sighs> this is all part of his move over.
1: Yeah, right. He's From... a huge
0: star in England, and then he know. comes over to it comes over to the U.S. Does Arthur in Ten, not much else that I can remember.
1: Yeah, Ten then Arthur. Two years later. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because uh, Russell Brand did um, a
0: remake of Arthur. Ugh. And I love Russell Brand on a YouTube channel, but everywhere else he drives me bananas. That's kind of where I feel yeah. with him because
1: I, I feel like Dudley Moore is the original Russell, Russell Brand. <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Without the move to the YouTube
0: channel. Okay. Yeah. I mean, really, Dudley Moore is. It's, it's got to be something he did in England that I have no fucking clue about. It's hard to hate him, but he's just. <laughs> just, he's just kind of a, two major movies and did the same fucking there's thing there's just nothing to him yeah
1: and, and he, he yeah he's clearly a talent he's a great musician mm-hmm. he manages to keep his um, feet level I couldn't help but
0: <laughs> as I'm watching this movie I couldn't help but think oh man this guy is no fucking Woody Allen all right, so I, I missed. I'm sorry. He's just Boo. not. He's not. No, there's no. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, without well, he's a joke. not compelling. No, he's not compelling. Like Woody Allen does movies that are in a similar sense and a similar, in a somewhat similar vein to I would say Ten is, but he's more compelling. He's funnier to watch. He's more interesting. Dudley Moore is just drunk and falling over things.
1: Yeah, Woody me, Allen is. I'm com- the Woody Allen thing. I have no idea what you're talking about, but but I will say I will agree with the compelling aspect. He's just not a
0: compelling. No, he's not
1: figure. And honestly, and I know I keep beating this sort of. Observation, like a dead horse. Middle age
0: sexual angst, and you're not getting a Woody Allen thing.
1: Middle age sexual angst. Uh, All right, right, never mind. What movie are you talking about with Woody Allen?
0: Oh, uh, a lot of Annie Hall, Annie Hall, Manhattan. Sure. Just a guy, just a guy with a sexual obsession and the kind of the weird Freudian, the Freudian things happening. It's just he makes it interesting, and this is not an interesting version of that. I think, I think they're playing. Uh, never mind. I think there are more similarities than difference, But I'm not, I'm not a between Woody Allen and Dolley Moore?
1: The, no, I'm just curious. It's interesting.
0: Who else? How about
1: Charles Bronson and
0: <laughs> Charles Bronson and James Coburn? Let's go with that. <laughs>
1: All right. So, so um, you, you talk. Oh, shit. That, just, I, that floored me so much. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm spinning. Okay, I sure. want to say, oh, I was going to, I keep beating this observation, but he's so not compelling. I keep looking to see how often they shoot his feet,
0: <laughs> which is not often. Okay. Right? All right. Okay. Well, All right. Now, what's with his feet? Is he's something- cliff-foot. Fuck off! Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Good ah, oh, old club for himself. No wonder he didn't dance as part as uh, part of his regular routine. Okay, so here's the thing about this movie. I mm, when I danced as, as a wee child. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching this movie with my dad. This was one of the yeah. th- when we first got HBO. This was one of the movies that was on HBO. Mm-hmm. This one played a big part in that. In that HBO series, and I remember watching this and not getting it. Of course, I didn't get almost any of it because I was far too young.
1: Because of the the middle age uh, middle aged sexual mm-hmm. angst, yeah, none of mm-hmm. that made
0: any fucking sense to a seven year old or whatever mm-hmm. however old I mm-hmm. was at the time. But uh, no, was, sorry, making that a ten year old. Um, but uh, you know, but I watched it, and there are some parts of it that I remember well to this day. Like I remember the Brian Dennehy character. My dad fucking loved him. He was like, that's the perfect bartender. My dad for some reason loved that character, and I for And that has stuck with me since. And 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 the thing is, I remember most of this movies upon rewatching. Most of this movie upon rewatching it, it was just more interesting when I was younger. It wasn't actively funny most of the time in this movie. It wasn't uh, very funny for a comedy.
1: No, it really isn't. I mean, Donny Moore, his strong suit, I guess, is is uh, pratfall, right? But
0: yeah, yeah. Mm, Uh, Even that the B, I thought was funny. the The B was the funniest one, and guess what? It was done better in Election. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, uh, that's when Matthew Broderick gets the bee sting on his eyelid. It's the the it's the exact same fucking joke, just a slightly different you know slightly different remove from eyelid to to nose, but it was funnier in election than it was in ten.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, but I mean, the, the, the idea is that a man is obsessed with a, a woman, A, who's just so beautiful. He's never seen anything that beautiful. Right. He's already in a relationship with Julie Andrews, who's, you know, they're at that age where they, some decisions have to be made. He's right. a successful man, but he's never ma- done anything like gotten married, had kids, blah, yeah, blah, a, blah.
0: He's a successful movie composer in Hollywood.
1: Um, and so, music. Yeah, but that's the thing, too. And I don't, this is one of those things where I just don't know if it ages well either, that film, because. Mm-hmm. I have no sympathy for Dudley Moore. None. None at all. And it's sort of like if there were... And it's not as... This isn't a politically correct thing or anything, but it's just sort of like... I don't know why he chases... Bo Derek, oh. who, who hasn't even... It's not even like Vacation, mm-hmm. where Christy Brinkley at least winked at Chevy Chase, so there's like a humorous sort of line there, right. like where you can imagine them together or something. And I'm, yeah. I'm not stretching to say called Chevy Chase funny, <laughs> but, but, but <laughs> yeah. Dudley Moore, I don't... You know, he sees a, a gorgeous woman, and rather than going home and... and Masturbating
0: like and, normal fucking human being? With
1: his club foot. He, he <laughs> wow. kind of chases days. her to a different country. Maybe it wasn't a foot.
0: Maybe, <laughs> um, yeah. chases, he her, chases her to another country, and
1: then sort of leaves Julie Andrew who's much too understanding to be believable, right. waiting for him mm-hmm. until he, he to... figures out that, and then and then while berates he a, well
0: he has a clownish middle age crisis, and
1: then berates Bo Derek for finally. It's not gonna... Well, she doesn't though. Oh yeah, that's right. for sorry to, to spoil it, there, but but for for um, returning the yeah. flirtation, right? And so it's like I don't. I know there's no part of it. It's very Blake Edwards in that like there's some sort of like the subplots are probably the more, most interesting parts. <laughs> the very Blake Edwardian, and yeah. that is like um, him going out. The guy who falls asleep on the surfboard, yeah, and he goes out to chase like that kind of stuff reminds me of like what I used to watch on HBO in the yeah, early '80s yeah, and yeah, think yeah, was kind of funny. Yeah, um, watching Dudley Moore. I get. I'm ready to laugh when I know he's going to fall down a hill because mm-hmm. I'm like, let me be eight years old. But when it starts happening, I'm like, there's nothing here. No,
0: that fall wasn't that funny.
1: I will tell you the the most nostalgic, funny stuff I felt, uh-huh. and this is me now. This is me being twelve. Was all the stuff about him looking back, at the, him and, he and the neighbor looking back and forth <laughs> in a telescope through right. naked people doing it. Right. And then and then sort of like uh, closing the curtains to sort
0: of fuck the other masturbator over or something. Right. Right. Right.
1: I mean, eh. <laughs>
0: just me. I, I, so I here's the thing. I love some Blake, Blake Edwards movies, but yep. there came this this period here where we did Ten and Sob and all like that. Yeah. There's a certain pettiness to his major characters.
1: Oh, I don't agree with SOB. SOB is fucking f- almost uh, flawless, man.
0: Really? Yeah, no, I love SOB. Don't no, get me wrong. It's a much better movie. Well, but you just kind of put your finger on it there. That, again, that little subplot is one of the funniest parts of that whole fucking movie. No, right?
1: Robert Weber's character Robert. in that is fucking hilarious. Yeah, but the
0: main character is the and, least interesting character in that movie. Uh,
1: uh Bill Holden? Not no, Bill uh, Holden. Oh, uh, Richard Mulligan.
0: Mulligan, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe I, I guess think, I think so, but I guess, but I, I love oof, that movie. Grudging.
1: I okay. so fucking love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I, I think it would travel well. I haven't seen it in 20 years, but I oh, believe yeah. I would still love it. All right. Okay, sorry, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about 10. Yeah. And um, what else does that have? Is this I, movie a 10? Bo Derek's uh, iconic sort of cultural appropriation, before uh, we knew God what that God was. I fucking H- Hugely God, embarrassing. Jesus, it's still
0: embarrassing. It was humiliating then, it's embarrassing now. It's And it's not at all attractive. It has Dee
1: Wallace it. in a small role from the mother from E.T. as the guy, as the woman that, um, that Dudley Moore sleeps with the first night he's down in Mexico. Uh-huh. Oh, he's cheating governor. on Julie Andrews twice, by the way.
0: <laughs> right. And oh, there's also the governor from Benson. The governor from Benson, I forgot
1: about that.
0: Yes, Benson. (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) I (laughs) hear
0: you, Benson. So it's really cool, like sort of character actors at that time. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I I almost feel like this is just a footprint for for people exactly our age. It just makes you sort of remember a time or something. Whereas Sob, and I suspect even Victor, Victor, Victoria. Um, probably have have more sort of substance. Kind of to resonate
0: that. on their own. You don't you don't need to have been alive when the movie came out yeah. to appreciate the existence of the movie. And that's really honestly to be sh- to be honest. Just thinking about it, like I have heard so little about this fucking movie that had I not watched it when I was a kid, I probably would never have known this movie existed. Yeah, you had a huge, weird cultural vibration at the time that went away very quickly, and has become yep. incredibly irrelevant to that at this time.
1: Yeah, I, I remember watching an episode of Friends. Sorry, um, where one of the characters, the female characters, gets cornrows, the the, the beads on oh. vacation, mm. and it was sort of a callback to that movie. <laughs> but that episode is almost twenty years old.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. You right. know, so it's sort of like ah, yeah. it's it's just not. Mm. Yeah, mm. and let me ask you this: Would yeah, you, if you were going to obsess crazily over a woman in your middle, in your delightful middle years, would it be Bo Derek? She's very pretty in this yeah. movie. No,
1: but I mean, she's 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 flawless, and and it's, I probably yeah. am. The the thing with being my age is that um, I wouldn't obsess over anything that's flawless.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: kind of not interesting.
0: Yeah, to me, okay. except for
1: my wife, who's flawless. Oh, well, of course. Of course. Yeah. Magnificent beast.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I, her I find
1: her kind of likable for a while, right. and he makes her more likable yeah, by the yeah. way he reacts just to by, her. Just
0: by being what he is, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then she had these movies in the 80s, um, uh, the Tarzan movie. She had one called Bolero, which is clearly sort clearly of a continuation a catrap, right? uh, of this. And then um, she she had minor roles, and she's now a huge like uh, conservative shill. Is she really? Yeah, there's a few oh. of them like that, kind of disappointing. Oof. Thank God Dudley didn't won.
0: live long enough to do that. <laughs> I'm back from the ground. <laughs> uh-huh. I can't abortion up and really talk about
1: it. Forgive me for tilting in what direction.
0: <laughs> That's some more hair carry, I guess. What the hell, dude? Clubfoot. <laughs> oh my god, making fun of a man's.
1: All right, buddy. Uh, I love Other you. Able-ness. Thanks for coming back to the podcast. Fuck yeah,
0: man, it's good to be back. Yeah, let's let's not uh, let's let's talk about that elephant in the room. We kind of have missed a couple of weeks. You know, it's just been it's I, just. If been you life.
1: hadn't said it, no one would have noticed because yeah. no one listens to us. But, yeah. but I hear you. <laughs> there
0: is that true. Yeah, it's a nobody's luxury. Nobody's uh, yeah, nobody's disappointed. But yeah, we've we we'll be back. Uh, back some people. things in life have come up, and now they're, we're through, and we're back. We'll be back. Yes, back. The Summer of Finleys. Okay. Anything else, Tommy? Um, yeah, go check me out at uh, tomsmithcomedy.com. Uh, uh, join us on Patreon. <laughs> join us on Patreon. All right. Okay. Or not. Whatever you want, baby. Buy it? Yeah.